Well, it's good to be in God's house this morning, amen. There's no other place that I would rather be than in God's house with God's people. Whether those people are here in person or whether those people are joining us on the live stream, there is no other place that I would rather be than in God's house, amen. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Well, I want to read some scripture to you this morning. If you have your Bibles, why don't you grab them? We're going to go to the book of Matthew chapter 14. Matthew chapter 14. And I appreciate everyone who's come today to help support and set up and get everything running for us. You know, part of our vision as this church is to create a community where people can belong. Amen. We want to create a community where people feel like they're family, where people like, can feel like they fit in here, amen? And so a key part of that is working together and supporting one another. And in the day that we live in, that is even more important, to have that community that supports one another, that prays for one another, that lifts one another up, that cares for one another, amen? We want to reach our world. We want to make disciples. We want to create a community where people belong, amen? Matthew chapter 14, I want to start reading from verse 22. It says, And straightway Jesus constrained His disciples to get into a ship and to go before Him unto the other side while He sent the multitudes away. And when He had sent the multitudes away, He went up into a mountain apart to pray. When the evening was come, He was there alone. But the ship was now in the midst of the sea, in the midst, in the middle, tossed with waves for the wind was contrary and in the fourth watch of the night Jesus went unto them walking on the sea and when the disciples saw him walking on the sea they were troubled saying it is a spirit and they cried out for fear but straightway Jesus spake unto them saying be of good cheer it is I be not afraid and Peter answered him and said Lord if it's you bid me come unto thee on the water. And he said, Come. And when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid and beginning to sink. He cried, saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand and caught him and said unto him, O thou of little faith, wherefore didst thou doubt? And when they were come into the ship, The wind ceased. Then they that were in the ship came and worshipped him, saying, Of a truth, thou art the Son of God. I want to preach to you for just a little while this morning on this thought. Hope in the storm. Hope in the storm. Praise the Lord. God bless you. You may be seated this morning. We live in interesting times. Amen. It is interesting how in our society, in our country, we have gone from, you know, what seems to be a bad year. A lot of people were saying 2019 was just a really nasty year. Let's go 2020. This is going to be great. And then we got hit with bushfires. And and now we are in the middle of something that is unprecedented, something that no one here in this room has ever experienced before in their life. It's amazes me that as a community of people, our country has gone from banding behind one another in the bushfires that we were experiencing earlier on in the year, supporting one another and lifting one another up, to now we have situations where people are afraid and people have no hope and people 
are wondering what tomorrow holds. People are trawling through their Facebook feeds looking for the latest news. People are reading newspapers feverishly trying to find what the latest is, looking for some sort of a hope, looking for some sort of an answer, waiting to see if something is going to happen that's going to change our lives. And yet every day we go to the shops and there is still no toilet paper on the shelves and there is still no rice on the shelves and it's still hard to get the things that we need and people seem to be living in fear. People seem to be living with no hope. And in the Bible, as we read this story, we, we find the heroes of the story, the disciples, in the middle of the Sea of Galilee, stuck in a storm, wondering what was going to happen. You know, we're reminded of the fact that at least a few of these disciples are very experienced fishermen. They had grown up on this lake. They understood this lake. They knew the weather patterns, and yet this storm was something else. This storm just seemed like nothing they had ever lived through in their lifetime. You know, the Bible tells us that um, in verse 24 of when we read in Matthew chapter 14 that the wind was contrary to them. You know, or in other words, the, the wind was against them. Every direction they tried to turn, the wind was just fighting them. The wind was opposite to them. The wind was hostile to them. It was antagonistic to them. And if that doesn't sort of sum up the situation that we are finding ourselves in today, in this country, in our world, we are in a situation where it seems like circumstances are contrary to us, where circumstances are just so big and so enormous and so problematic. We just are struggling to work out what is our response to this. But here is the thing. It is interesting to note that in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went unto them walking on the sea. You know, it didn't matter how big the storm was. It didn't matter how high the waves were. It didn't matter how strong the wind was. It didn't matter if everything was going against the disciples. It didn't matter if every single indicator that they had said the situation was hopeless. Jesus still walked on the water. And that is the same in our situation today. It looks hopeless, but we have a God who is bigger than any situation. It looks like there is no direction we can possibly take that will help us. But God is still better and bigger and stronger than any situation. It looks like we don't know the answers and science is feverishly trying to come up with a solution. But I am here to tell you today, we can hope in Jesus Christ because He is bigger than any situation, bigger than any storm, better than any problem we can face. He has the answer to every question. Jesus still walked on the waves. And so then we start to think, well, if Jesus could walk on the waves, what is our response to this? And you know, in this situation, I don't know about you, but we often feel like we're out of control. Right? And this is why we're seeing what we're seeing in supermarkets around our country. This is why we're seeing things on the street because people don't have control anymore. This thing that's happening has stripped them of control. 
And like the disciples, even though they were experienced, even though they had all the answers before on this lake, this time there was no answers. The only control over the situation that the disciples had was when Peter put his hand up and said, Lord, if that is you in the middle of that storm, if that is you in the middle of that situation, if that is you in the middle of my problems, if that is you in the middle of my circumstance, then let me come to you. You see, the only control that Peter ever had over this storm was even though the storm was still going, it was to get out of the boat that he was in, get out of the comfort zone, get out of where everything felt secure, as secure as it could be in the middle of the storm, and go and be with Jesus. Someone say amen. You know, here's the thing, church. The only control that we are going to have over what is going on in our society. The only hope that we have in this society, the only salvation that we will ever find is in Jesus Christ. And our responsibility as the church is to lead the way to Jesus. We need to get our lives with Jesus. We need to get our relationship back to being with Jesus. We need to get back to being with the Lord. Amen. Because here is the thing. The church was created for such a time as this. The church is here in society in Australia today for such a time as this because it is our job and our responsibility not just to point to Jesus but by our action step out of our comfort zone and say you know what I don't have control right now I don't know which direction to take I'm just as confused as everybody else is but I serve a savior I've got a God who knows me who loves me who cares for me and even though I'm in the middle of this right now I have a hope in the storm because I am going to go to Jesus someone say amen Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. When we are with Jesus, we have hope. When our relationship is built on Him, we have hope. When our hand is in His hand, we have hope. We don't have to be afraid. We don't have to be confused. We don't have to wonder about tomorrow. We don't have to think about what the concerns might be for tomorrow. You know, the Bible says, sufficient for the day is the evil thereof. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to let God worry about tomorrow because He's got it in His hand. I'm going to let God take care of my circumstance tomorrow I'm just going to live today and I'm going to live today in the middle of my storm but I'm going to be standing right next to Jesus when that storm breaks on me hallelujah that is the role of the church that is why we are here because we are here to provide a hope Jesus is the hope in the storm that this world needs praise the Lord someone say amen when we are with Jesus we will have hope. When we are with Jesus, we will be secure. When we are with Jesus, we will have all the answers we need. When we are with Jesus, we know our future is secure. You know, here's the thing that, that we often forget when we are in the middle of our storm. None of this surprised Jesus. It surprised us. You know, I, I don't know. I saw them on Facebook. You know, people are like, wow, thank goodness 2019's finished. Let's go 2020. This is going to be fantastic. Having no idea what was going to happen this year. You know, and I often wonder if, if Jesus is there and he's saying, <laughs> yeah, he's got no idea what's coming. 
You see, here is the thing. Our God lives outside of time. He is sovereign. He is the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. Nothing ever surprises Him. Nothing ever catches Him by unawares. Nothing ever leaves Him scratching His head. He is God above all. He is the all-sufficient one. Amen. And He holds our lives in His hand. And that is why we have hope in the storm when we are with Jesus. Because we are with the only one who knows our future. Someone say amen. You see, here is the thing. As long as Peter kept his eyes on Jesus, he was okay. Look at this. In, in, in Matthew chapter 14, verse 28, it says, Peter answered and said, Lord, if it's you, tell me to come to you on the water. And he said, come. And when Peter was come out of the ship, he walked on the water. Isn't that miraculous? I mean, just quick show of hands. You can do it on the live stream as well. Who here has ever walked on water before? Yeah, that's what I thought. Right? But Peter walked on water. Wow. How'd you like to put that on your resume when you go to apply for a work? So what kind of special skills do you have? Well, I walked on water once. Wow. But here is the thing. The moment, the very moment that Peter took his eyes off Jesus. The Bible tells us that when he saw the wind was boisterous, he was afraid and he began to sink. We are living in a time and in an age where people need hope. Where people need to hear what we have. But the only way we are going to effectively convey the message of hope in the storm that God is giving us is if we keep our eyes on Jesus. You know, it's so easy to worry about what the government says. It's so easy to worry about what Facebook says. It's so easy to worry about what the professors at university say. It's so easy to worry about what NBN says and what, what Facebook says and what Google says and what the scientists say. And we, we consider everybody else's opinion and we read article after article after article. But I just wonder what would happen if the church would learn to go on their knees and say, Well, Jesus, we're going to talk to you. We're going to keep our eyes on you. We're going to believe in you. We're going to put our hope, our trust, our faith in you. You see, the moment the church begins to take its eyes off Jesus and the moment we begin to get worried and fearful about what is going on and, and make no mistake, the storm is big. The problem is big, amen. But when we keep our eyes on Jesus, when we keep our focus on Him, when we make Him the priority in our life, that is when we will have hope in the storm because the moment we take our eyes off him the moment we get distracted the moment we begin to wallow in self-pity and think oh this is so bad it's so hard and I know it's hard I get it's hard I know there's people suffering out there I know people have lost their jobs I understand that but here's what I'm saying to you the Bible says that he gives us peace that passes understanding you know what I don't know what tomorrow holds but you know what I have peace in my heart because I serve the God who does know what tomorrow holds and so while everybody around me is worrying and everybody around is panicking and everyone around doesn't know what to do I put my hand in Jesus and he gives me peace Peace that passes understanding. Peace that doesn't make sense. Peace that is beyond the comprehension of normal humanity. Peace 
that passes understanding. You know, here's the thing. As a church, I already said this. We are here for such a time as this. You know, and it's not enough just to, to see the miracles. You know, because if you, if you read, read beforehand, you know, Jesus has just fed 5,000 people. Earlier on in Matthew chapter 14, you know, they had seen miracle after miracle after miracle happen, right? But the greatest miracle that Peter ever experienced, and I submit to you, it's the greatest miracle. No one else had ever had this happen to them, to walk on water. The greatest miracle that Peter ever experienced was when he was outside in the middle of the storm with Jesus. You know what? It doesn't matter how good we have church. It doesn't matter how great our music sounds. It doesn't matter how amazing our facilities are. It doesn't matter how good our preaching is. Brothers and sisters, what is going to make the difference in this world is a church that is close to Jesus in the middle of the storm. It's a church that has a relationship built on the rock of Jesus Christ. Amen. It is a church that is looking to Jesus as the author and the finisher of our faith. That is what the world needs they don't need another motivational speech they don't need another theological discussion what they need is men and women of God who are close to the Lord in the middle of this storm who are praying who are talking to the Lord who are communicating with him who have a relationship that is built solid on a rock that is what the world needs. And that is the greatest miracle I believe we will ever experience as a church. Is when our church is ever closer to God in the middle of the storm. Someone say amen. amen. As long as Peter kept his eyes on Jesus, he had his eyes fixed on the only one who could bring hope in the storm. And you know what? We're looking for hope in every other place but Jesus in our country right now. We're looking for hope in the share market. Well, that's a bit of a waste of time. You're looking for hope in your superannuation. I lost a lot of money in my super the last few days. You're looking for hope in the grocery stores. They ain't got nothing on the shelf. You're looking for hope from the government. Well, they're doing the absolute best they can, but they can't tell the future either. You're looking for hope in scientists. Well, I've heard people say there's a vaccine coming in one month. There's a vaccine coming in 18 months. Who knows? Right, But when you keep your eyes on Jesus, you have got your eyes truly on the only one who can bring hope in the middle of the storm. But even when he began to sink, you know what? And it is overwhelming out there. There's an absolute barrage of information that's happening. But let me tell you, church, even though Peter began to sink, all he had to do was cry out to Jesus. All he had to do was say, Lord, save me. And Jesus was right there. I'm going to pull you out of this. And you know what? This is, the, this is the challenge that we have. A lot of people think the church is just a whole bunch of rules and regulations. But the reality is, is we just have to come to Jesus and say, Jesus, I need you, Lord. Jesus, I don't know which way to turn. Jesus, I need direction in my life. Jesus, I'm feeling overwhelmed with everything that's going on. Jesus, I need hope in the storm. And He will be right there. He'll be right there. He'll be waiting for you to say those words. And even when you begin to sink, just crying out to Jesus is enough for Him to reach for you. Praise the Lord. Why don't we all stand this morning? I want to give you my last point.
the final outcome of all of this was when they came into the wind, came into the ship, the wind ceased. Then they that were in the ship came and worshipped him. Saying of a truth, thou art the son of God. You know what's going to happen, church? This is why I'm excited to be living in this day. This is why I'm excited that the church is here today. Because in this day, here is what's going to happen as people begin to come through this storm. And as the storm begins to calm and the solutions begin to present themselves, people are going to come to a realization that it was Jesus who brought them through this. You know, the final revelation, the final, the final thing, the final outcome of this storm was not that the storm was calmed. It's that the people in the boat, the disciples, realized that Jesus was the Son of God. They began to understand He's just not another man. He's not just some rabbi. He's not just some prophet. He's not just someone who can do a few few cool party tricks and, and maybe feed a few thousand people with five loaves of bread. No, but there's something special about this man. He's the son of God. And more than anything else, that's what I want our church. That's what I want our families to realize. That's what I want our communities to realize. It's what I want our city of Cairns to realize. That Jesus is not just some prophet. Is not just some curse word to be used when you hit your thumb with a hammer. It's not just some teacher. It's not just some Jewish man who died on a cross 2,000 years ago. But He is the Son of God. And He has hope in the storm. He has answers for every question. He has security when all around feels shaking. He has peace when there is no peace. Amen. He is the Son of God. And the biggest revelation that this church is going to get, that this town is going to get, that our country is going to get, that our world is going to get, is that Jesus is so much more than just locked in a church on a Sunday. No, but Jesus is interested in our life. Jesus has a plan for your life. Jesus wants to be involved in your life. He wants to build a relationship with you. And a relationship that only works on Sunday is not a relationship at all. But He wants to have that relationship with everybody. And we can have this thing happening all around us. But we can still have hope in the storm. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. As we sing a song this morning, I wonder if we could just lift our hands and begin to talk to the Lord right now. Hallelujah, hallelujah. We can have hope in the storm, church. We can have hope in the storm. Oh yes, hallelujah. Even though we're in the storm, He still reigns. Even though we've got problems, He still reigns.